Episode 10. As always, it's Trevor Kirkpatrick alongside Corey Edge with your podcast, after all, Stock Talk Podcast. Man, we've made it 10 episodes. Uh, Corey, I wasn't so sure we were going to make it to 10, but not only did we make our benchmark, we have surpassed the expectations of many. So I'm freaking pumped, man. Hey, when I hear the number 10, I'm just looking at ways to say number 10 in the coolest way that it's spelled currently in front of me. I don't even think I could say it out loud, but ten and and uh, finish people the fin, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a uh, Kimmenin. I Ooh. think I said that right. I don't know. I'm not very <laughs> fluent in fin. That listen overseas. We'll see. But man, what a ride it's been here so far. I think we've really had some great conversations and. We've cut, we hit all of our bases before episode 10. We covered every single species. Uh, we've talked to older and younger breeders and more experienced and less experienced breeders. And dude, what a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. I mean, if you reflect back, like one of the most popular episodes, we sent out that on the social media ones. Hey, what's your favorite episode? A lot of people said Jim McCoy. I mean, we did that. I mean, people don't really know this, but. We recorded that back in November. I mean, this was when the grass was just starting to grow with Stock Talk. So uh, that was one that people really, really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed it. And that was one of the first ones we ever did. So um, going back to his conversation, my gosh, just learning how how those seasoned breeders really got started is kind of cool in the first place. And then, you know, we jump right into other species I thought was awesome, too. So, gosh, we could sit here for hours and reflect what we've already done in 10 episodes. We could, and good for Jim McCoy for being uh, uh, really good on the mic because, like, <laughs> back in November when we first started recording, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be easy. And then I think we, <laughs> we figured out over the course of time, like, we've developed, you know, we've actually developed a schedule and a plan and how our shows are going to go and all this other stuff that we've incorporated since then. And I don't know about you, but I feel a lot more comfortable behind the behind the desk here with the with the mic in front of me um it's a lot different than judging a show with a microphone oh for sure yeah, i mean sometimes we know what we're talking about sometimes we don't and you know in this case yeah. you know i really think we've kind of hit a home run honestly and you know i don't uh, don't want to brag i'm trying to be a little bit humble if you know what i mean <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that later <laughs> well we will get to the word humble later sit down be humble uh, so one of those big things that we we've come across is our friends over there at Walton Walton webcasting uh, and 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 stock talk podcast with you know us and Walton have done a lot of cool things already and and it's just starting so uh, hey before we get starting to talk about all that Walton webcasting is the premier uh, way to look and, and view livestock really like you've never seen it before as as their their headline announces. Uh, you're able to sit at home and watch these shows live stream through Walton Webcasting, unlike anything that's ever been done before. And another cool thing that they're doing is that Stock Center. It mm-hmm. is way awesome and educational. Um, they have that in the know and the judging classes, and they have a news program where if you want to know what's going on currently in the industry, just pop on Stock Center and you know what's going on. So, those guys are making moves over there at uh, Walton Webcasting, and 
we're really uh, privileged and and really excited to be working with the Walton Webcasting crew. And uh, Corey, we may um, want to announce a, maybe a sneak peek of a little something we got burning with them. Yeah, you know, we might as well let the audience have it, get them, get them a little antsy and excited and uh, anticipation for what's in store here. Uh, this summer is going to be big time uh, for us and for Walton. Um, you know, within our uh, internal discussions, we have actually decided and we're committed to going to the World Pork Expo. We're going to have in a... Des Moines, Iowa. You betcha. We're going to have a great setup Um with the Walton crew, we're going to be interviewing, broadcasting, and talking live. And as a matter of fact, Trevor, I'm more more pumped about about this than anything. Okay, folks, Trevor and I are going to be your featured color commentators during the shows at World Pork Expo, Louisville, and maybe a few others. But we don't want to reveal all of our yes. <laughs> Talking about making Walton webcasting kind of the ESPN of the livestock world. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, like we've talked before, we have a lot of the same audience and, you know, we're both really good friends there, us and Walton. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we won't give everything away, but that's going to be one of the the first outings. And I know it's the World Pork Expo, but hey, if you're in the area, stop by. We're going to have us some fun uh, there at the Stock Talk booth even. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's Iowa, be a lot of I was cattle country. So even some of you, some of you cattle guys that, uh, are just keeping your steers and heifers in the cooler for the week, uh, not going out and showing, come see us and hang out. It's, it's uh, in the center of the country. Why not? There's yeah. no excuse for everybody to make it. <laughs> we may or may not have some cold beverages for folks to drink later on too. Yeah. We might run diamond jacks out of business. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> oh man. No, but that is that's something we're really looking forward to there in the first week of June. So um, awesome people over there at Walton. Again, we appreciate them and go check them out. A lot of cool stuff going on over there. Yeah, Trav, I totally agree with you. Uh, very excited with the stuff going on with Walton and your friends here at Stock Talk Podcast. Um, so, Trevor, another exciting announcement to make. We're full of them, man. We are full of them. So. We've got a little contest for our listeners. Why don't you tell them about it? We want our listeners to be as involved as possible, have we kept saying over and over again in the past couple of episodes. But here's the best way to do it. And if I was a listener that to listening to this podcast, I'd be all over it. And I, I may enter also, but I'm not as creative as most of these listeners. So <laughs> here is the contest. We are going to start selling merchandise. What? Yeah, merchandise. <laughs> So what we want you guys to do is we want you to develop and design the coolest graphic tee that you can come up with. Now, if you're not an artist, that's okay, because I'm not either. You can simply submit a description of what you want the the uh, T-shirt to look like, because we have a badass designer that can pretty much put your words into a picture there mm -hmm. at Maddie Made. Uh, she is everything graphic design. So that being said, if you want to sketch it out on a piece of paper and take a picture of it, hey, that's awesome too. But we kind of want this thing to go with like your favorite episode or maybe something that was said that you can turn into a really awesome t-shirt or maybe just something very general. Whatever it may be, go ahead and take a picture of it or, or send it in to us. And we are going to develop a t-shirt that we will sell 
and and I'll wear it for sure. And Corey and I are going to going to select the most creative and our favorite T-shirt to go along with our Stock Talk apparel. Absolutely. I've actually got a couple ideas myself, but I'm not going to reveal them on air uh, just because I think they are pretty epic. Um, yeah, get super creative with some of these uh, episodes, guys, because I know some people out there, uh, maybe even in an older generation, they could probably drum up some pretty creative stuff. <clears throat> Nathan Day. Um, not <laughs> Nathan Day is not really in an older generation, but he's older than us. So I guess uh, we'll give that to him. Yeah, but, technically. Yeah, older. yeah, Nathan, if you're listening uh, today, shout out to you, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see something from you. So put your thinking yeah. cap on. Here it is, folks. It's Wednesday. It opens officially right now. The contest is open. But you have until April 24th. I think it's it's the last April or the last Wednesday in April, if I'm if that I think absolutely right. so correct. And we will, we will remind you. Yes, we, we will, will announce, announce. Yes, on the on the first of May, that will be our announcement of who wins, and we will post that on our social media platforms. So get to working from now until April twenty fourth is how long the contest is open. I don't really care if you submit more than one. What do you think, Corey? No, I totally agree. And Trevor, you and I haven't talked about this, but I guess you're just going to have to be okay with it because our winner, in my opinion, should get a free T-shirt and Stock Talk apparel item. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All in. Yep. 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 100%. So uh, we're getting hats made. We're probably going to get some T-shirts and hoodies made. And that's uh, what we need help with, guys. If you're yeah. not the type to enter into this contest, at least tell us what you would want to wear because this is your podcast after all. So what would you want to wear with our logos on it? Because we want the best represented out there. So, hey, tell us what you want and submit your favorite design. I'm so pumped about this. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. It's really going to be great. So, Trev, um, you know, it's been fun so far. And I think we've had a really good time podcasting. I don't know about you, but I feel like oh, I have. It's a blast. And, uh, you know, our listeners are gonna, just going to get me and you this time. Episode number 10. It's only fitting that we just have me and you. Yeah, that's all so, good. Yeah, I agree. So we do have some topics of discussion that we'd like to, you know, to carry on here throughout uh, the episode couple things that, you know, maybe even some new stuff, Trev, that, that we've kind of been thinking about as far as... Are you uh, saying we're going to have another uh, segment announcement? We might have another segment announcement. Trev, I really want to dive into this. Go for it. This is our, you know, new segment, I guess. Brand new. No theme song yet. Send us your ideas, folks, if you have a theme song idea for this. Trevor texts me or sends me Snapchats with the words power washing proverbs at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of power washing, do a lot of power washing. So in that same thought, uh, you know, Trevor's power washing proverbs are things that, you know, as he's power washing, he thinks about, and he's like, Oh, okay. Let's talk about this and let's bring things to light, if you will. And so, Trev and I have decided that we're going to make power washing proverbs a part of our episodes from here on out. Yeah. I'm a little excited. I like this this. because here, here's the, here's the thing. 
Power washing proverbs, it rhymes and it sounds cool. But most of the time, I'm either cleaning pins or got some windshield time just driving down the road. And I think about, I think a lot no matter what I'm doing. And these are some of the things that just jump out at me or something that eats at me and I want to share. I never had the the platform to do that. So I'm going to share with all of our listeners and my buddy, Corey, I'm which gonna, I usually do anyway. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a challenge to Walton Webcasting. You know how they do have done like a few of these little theme song type things now. I want I want our friends at Walton to come up with a a theme song slash video titled Power Washing Proverbs. I'm just oh. like picturing this giant church choir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Singing. Oh yeah. It's it's gonna be incredible. Because these uh I'll be honest, some of our social smash get pretty light, you know, it's funny. Your your topic this time was pretty good. These can get pretty deep. This is power washing proverbs make you think a little bit, mm-hmm. at least I hope. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready for the first power washing proverb? I'm ready. That was terrible. What is I'm not a singer? <laughs> Here's my power washing proverb for episode ten. What's a champion worth after it wins compared to what it's worth when you buy it as a baby? Hmm. And this kind of goes with the Mar- uh, whole market inexpensive price. Ex- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) Literally, yeah. Uh, But here's the thing, and this is what I was thinking about, all right? And I think I thought about the whole expensive livestock deal, deal, what we talked about there in our topic. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing is, okay, you buy that animal for a value, and you take it home, and you work with it every single day, at least you should, and you cuss and discuss it. We've all thrown a water bottle or a bucket or whatever, a blower or gotten mad at once or twice, but those are the experiences that get you through that whole project. Mm, so preach it to me. You work your you work your ass off to win that show. And when it does win, if I were to walk up to you at the backdrop and say, hey, put a value on this animal, you would probably say priceless if it's a market animal or if it's a female, you're probably gonna try to sell her to me <laughs> or at least keep it. Yeah. <laughs> but he, here's the point, folks. When you put in that much work and effort day in, day out to reach your goal, after you've finally reached your goal, the value is priceless. And if I were to try to put a value on those experiences, it's 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 never ending. So what really is that project project work? Is it the value of the animal or is it the value of the experience? That is Power Washing Proverbs by TK. Well done. Well done. I like it. I do also appreciate the resale value of some of those females, though, after they've yeah, won a show. Yeah. Been, been Other there. than if you're in Ohio, and if they're Grand Reserve, you can't. They, they're done. Oh. They end there. Rough. Maybe not. Maybe many people don't know that. But, yeah, in the state of Ohio, if you grant or reserve in a county fair, that livestock can no longer be shown anywhere else. That's just market livestock, though, right? Well, Yes. But if a guilt wins in the market show, yeah, it's yeah, done. okay, strange. But yeah, breeding stock's obviously breeding stock. So yeah, so you can't show a guilt in Ohio win your county fair and then take her to the Ohio State Fair breeding guilt show as a crossbred or anything. You can if it's a, if it was shown in the breeding show at the county. Yeah, but if you show it as a market hog, are they all and win? Yeah, yeah, yep, it's done. Somebody needs to talk to the people in Ohio. That's effed up. Yeah, it's it's been talked about for years huh. and years. Who came up with that rule? So, I don't like it. Is that for all county shows? Yes, the state of Ohio. Huh. 
Yep. I mean, I guess it does force people to buy more pigs. So good for you breeders out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. So interesting. All right. Power washing proverb. We should be scared and worried if you're not already in the show pig world about this African swine fever. Oh, hot topic. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the PED outbreak in OIE. Holy smokes. What are we doing, kids? I mean, yeah. I mean, it can happen to anybody. It, I get that. It, it can, but, but the thing is, is this is serious stuff. I mean, it hadn't hit yet. It hadn't hit us yet, but if we're, and I'm probably not the right person, I know I'm not the right person to make the, you know, big executive decisions on how things need to happen, but, Ladies and gentlemen, there's there's a serious outbreak and it's moving our way. And we should it could affect I mean obviously health and biosecurity, but the economy will get blown apart oh. if this enters. So, I mean, we got to do our part, folks, and make sure biosecurity's good, our health is good with our stock and ourselves. Wash in, wash out, boot up, whatever you need to do, but um, it, it is for real. And I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, pop on the news, read an article because, um, what's happening overseas and, you know, wherever this is present is not good. And, uh, we got to make sure it stays out because us show pig people will probably not have a job. I don't want to make that call because I don't know enough about it, but it could really shock a lot of things. So do our part and listen to the executives and, um, be biosecure. Yeah. I will say if you guys want to know, uh, if you want to know more about what's going on, uh, the pork checkoff, pork.org, they've got a really good article on it. Um, that kind of says kind of what we need to know, um, both as consumers and producers. And, you know, obviously it cannot be transmitted to humans, but the problem is, is that it's going to affect our pork industry as a whole it's oh, it, big time. it's it's already happening in china i mean they've they've started to buy more pork from us than they ever have and you know and china is a huge freaking <laughs> uh they're one of the largest in the world as far as uh pork production goes and what what scares me even worse is that you know the environment of our show pig industry is going to be severely affected if this starts getting into herds and contaminating throughout you know the u.s because yeah. we've, we've, so yeah, we got to pay attention to it. And I, you know, I take as many preventative measures as you can. Um, but, and, and watch out for PD. Like if you think you got one that's on the verge, don't freaking take it to a show. That's just, and do, the, do the decency of telling people that, you know, you don't have to make it public, but if somebody wants to come look at pigs and you think you got it, even if you think you have it, tell them no. Yeah, You know, it just, it sucks because you can't open up your barn to sell pigs or whatever, especially this time of year. But if you think your herd is infected, isolate that place, get it taken care of. It's not a forever thing. If you isolate it soon, get it knocked out and taken care of, you test and you're good and you're reopened sooner than later instead of dragging it out. And then that car comes in and goes to the convenience store down the road where neighbor Tom has five pigs that he messes around with, tracks that PED to his farm, and the the domino effect continues. So if you shut it down right there, if you have it, that's okay. happens to the best of us. Just deal with it, disinfect, treat, and move on. So power washing proverbs by C.E. 
NTE. And TK. TK. I don't know are, why I'm an edge. Are now, you still my last name? This just got weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's get to topics. That's what they know. That is what they know. All right. Topics, not from a hat this time because it's just me and Trev. But, Trev, what is your topic here for today? What's on your brain? Oh, this is a good one. This comes from one of our friends on Instagram. Seems to be the most popular way to submit a topic, and rightfully so. Uh, The topic of discussion for today is they are sick and tired of of people thinking that the most expensive piece of livestock automatically means it's the best piece of livestock in the end. This one's going to be a hot topic for me because I happen to have a big opinion on this, but I want to hear yours first. Well, we talked about some of that with Bryson a little bit, kind of like, you know, your your biggest success story and stuff like that, uh, which is really cool. And there has been a lot of success stories. Um, but, you know, what's what's funny to me is that there's a lot of people, and I won't say a lot, actually. Let's throw that back out, of, out the door. Rewind. There's not a lot of people uh, that have oodles of money. I, I just use the word oodles, and I'm okay with it. Oodles of money. Oodles and poodles. <laughs> oodles and poodles of money to go spend on livestock. It's just plain and simple. I mean, that's the world doesn't work that way. Um, now, in the same breath, I do think that there are some breeders out there that maybe inflate their prices just a little bit you know, in an online sale or even in a live sale to make these things bring a little bit more money. And if I'm going to take somebody off by saying that, I don't care because it's true and everybody knows it. Well, mostly. So like, you know, sometimes, you know, this $60,000, you know, show pig or, or buck lamb or weather or whatever sells on an online or live sale. Like, there's there's some cases where that's not real money, yeah. which is unfortunate, but that's how it goes sometimes. So you can't be scared by that. And just because they bring that money doesn't mean that they're all that great. And <laughs> one of my favorite sayings is price only determines ownership when it is exactly. auction. When the gavel hits down and says sold, it is that person's piece of livestock, no matter what the numbers are that goes with it. Now, like you said, if you're going out and buying a a vehicle, let's say, something to relate to everybody. If you're going out and buying a vehicle and you spend the most money on the best vehicle, I'm sure there are some bells and whistles that come with that vehicle to get you started. Now, you can spend way less money on a same type of vehicle to get you from the same distance from point A to point B. It's not going to have all the bells and whistles, but I bet if you upkeep it, get your oils changed, fix a few things, maintain it, maybe do a paint job or some new tires and spiff it up, it will be just as much appealing from the outside as the one that was the more expensive one. Now let's talk about livestock. As you can tell, I think about this a lot. Um, If you buy a very expensive piece of livestock, good for you. You can do it. And if anybody can, I encourage you to do so. I, when I was of age, could not do that. So I always found the litter mate brother or sister that was to the the champion this or champion that that was ultra green and good made and way good looking and had some uh some quality to it but just wasn't there yet uh so that's where i think it, this whole deal comes in into play yeah the ones that's are most expensive probably are ready early 
and looked the part then during that sale, which is okay. That's awesome. But there is nothing wrong against the really, really green, good made ones that will become something good. And we've heard those success stories there in our, our last episode with Bryson. Bingo. He talked about some of our, our uh, you know, Cinderella stories, and we all had one. It can be done. So price only determines ownership, and the most expensive piece of livestock does not equate quality. Well, and you alluded to this earlier. One of the wisest things I've I've heard is a good show animal has three things. Quality genetics, a good phenotype, and the environment's right. So those are the three things you need. Genetics, phenotype, environment. Everything else is window dressing. So if you've got the right kind of build and look in one with some natural width and muscle, they've got the genetics to grow and and feed like they should, and you have a good environment, you're going to have quality show stock no matter what they cost. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes it does take a shitload of money to get the best one, but you know, maybe the best one that day at the sale or even, you know, at, uh, I've seen people win buying hogs there at a, or, or even sheep and goats at a, a freaking, um, <laughs> a little local sale. Darn auction. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's been done for sure. Yeah. All right, man. What's your topic? All right. My topic is a little bit lighter and it's one, um, submitted by a good buddy, uh, Luke Ziegler, friend of the podcast, Zig, zigzag, shout out to Zig. So Zig did send us a little bit of a laundry list of things to talk about, but the one thing that I thought was absolutely hilarious, and I would definitely want to know your answer to it. And I want our audience maybe to submit some some messages to us on their thoughts. Along with your t-shirt, send us this answer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So if you, so this is going to kind of be like a little shameless moment for everybody. If you could pick any species, breed, whatever, what is your guilty pleasure off breed to raise, show, and sell? Ooh, I've actually I've contemplated this a couple times. All right, um, especially like in the final drive when you get all of the different breeds out there, and you're like, man, that's a good one for its breed. Or you look down, and you're like. I'm not so sure that one's a full purebred, but it looks really good. <laughs> you know, we've all been there. But um, on the hog side of things, I have always been really, really intrigued by the Chesters. I think uh, for in, in terms of keeping design and look into them, they've always had great design. But we've got so much bone and density into these Chesters where it's becoming freaky and it's really good. And the really good Chesters are hard backed and good muscled and, and just good looking. They're just good stock. Um, but that's a breed you don't hear much about. It really never, never creeps into the top five. Um, but if you remember a couple expos ago, there was one bad mamma jamma mm-hmm. and it was a Chester. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and I sitting there ringside studying that bad boy and was like, whoa i wish i had more information i can't remember where it came from who showed it or any of that but holy moly but that's that's the kind of stuff that gets me uh kind of excited you know i think the berkshires have become more popular so i wouldn't even call them an off-breed anymore quote unquote you know off-breed mm-hmm. but uh to me i would oh i dig the chesters i think uh 
they're not the smartest animals in the world, but um, that would be my uh, my off breed pick. A little guilty. So mine's more. I guess I'm going kind of guilty pleasure here. Um, totally a lot left field compared to to yours. My guilty pleasure of any species, any breed, Scottish Highland cattle. Oh yeah. I mean, talk about. I mean, and these things are fun to look at. I mean, the way that the industry has changed how these things are fit. I mean, they're actually, you know, like they're pulling legs and they're clipping tops and, and underlines and everything back when, you know, probably when they first kind of got to a national stage, you know, they're, I mean, they're freaking hairy. They're supposed to be, you know, but they just have their long hair just kind of going everywhere and they look like a giant dust mop out in the ring. And now (laughs) these things are freaking incredible and the good ones are really good. And, like so, if I were to get started in a complete off breed for no other reason other than so I could look at them out of my front window or my you know the front pasture cow quote unquote, the Scottish Highlands are freaking cool and they're fun to look at. And I don't know, I really think that those things could be maintained in the Midwest pretty well, given the harsh winter we just got over. <laughs> I would say, yeah. you know, they're hardy, they're good doing, um, they're fun to look at. And, uh, you know, the first time I ever saw one was out there at uh, the National Western Stock Show a couple years ago. I mean, many years ago, like the first time I ever showed out there as a kid. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know much about anything other than hogs uh, and saw those things out in the tieouts. And I was like, what in the hell are those? And I, we all went over there and like I asked the, the guys that were there fitting on them and stuff. But, uh yeah, holy cow. And they're literally hardy, and like you said, the good-looking ones are, are way cool. Yeah, I actually had a chance with my dad. Uh, he and I judged uh, up in the UP of Michigan, and we actually judged some sort of a regional Scottish Highland show along with the the uh, UP State Fair. And <laughs> it it was awesome. I mean, there was really good cattle there. I mean, there was obviously some bad ones, but I mean, this was some sort of regional show. They had people from, you know, the East Coast and, and down South and every, way I mean, cool. everywhere. Yeah, it was awesome. It was exciting. So I don't know. I'm trying to talk my dad into, you know, maybe reserving a few acres for him. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, we do have one social smash that we do want to get to that we alluded to earlier. You are really dumb. You're so stupid and dumb. Do you even have a brain in your stupid head? I don't think that you do. <laughs> I think it's, it, I laughed when I opened it, but uh, he's pretty serious about it. He actually, within 10 minutes, he sent this twice. Dude, so Nathan Day's getting two shout outs in one episode. He should, I we know. need some royalty from him. Yeah, no kidding. So, as as mentioned, the social smash for this episode comes from our friends Nathan, our friend Nathan Day, who said he is sick and tired of the word humble being used inappropriately. Um, that hey, I want a show and I'm so humble. Well, you're kind of expected to win a show, or at least you're working to win a show. That's not a humbling experience. Yeah, I mean, like uh, especially if you've been there before and won it before, like. It's not humbling. I mean, 
you can be humble, physically, like you could be humble about it and not brag or, or, you know, boast that, you know, you're, you know, the best there ever was or anything like that. But you can definitely be hum like you can be a humble person about it, but it's not a humbling experience. You, you know, you're not humbled by winning a show. You're not humbled. You're actually humbled if you brought in that piece of livestock that you thought was going to win the show and get beat by another one. And you think, hmm, that one is pretty good. I'm humbled right now. I did not win. Yeah. That's humbling. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, you bring a steer out and win, you know, five weekends in a row on the jackpot. And then somebody comes out the next weekend that brings one out that has never been seen and they beat you. And you're like, oh, crap. And then, you know, that's a humbling experience because, you know, you think you got the the next best one and, and you know, you lose. So, yeah, I agree with Nathan. The the overuse or, or misuse of the word humble or humbling is quite frankly unnecessary and a little overkill. So here you go, folks. Webster says humble is having or showing a modest or low. <laughs> words are hard. Webster's. Yeah, words. <laughs> w- words are tough. Straight, but- from, the, straight from the dictionary. Webster says humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. So that's what really humble is. You know, are you being humble by saying you've had a hum like you're humbled that you won? I don't think that's you true. are. I don't that's think you're being humble about it. That's just something. Yeah, yeah. that's a little something there. Yeah. So thanks, Nathan. Appreciate that. Uh, we agree. We agree with you. Hey guys, do not forget. Sorry to just blow your eardrums, but. Uh, <laughs> Listen up! Yeah, <laughs> we're nearing the end of this episode. We have made it 10 episodes. It doesn't sound like a lot, but to us it is. Uh, that was one of our benchmarks, and we hit it. So thanks for following us along. Do not forget to submit your T-shirt design. I'm super pumped to see what you're going to come up with. Uh, like I said, be creative. We're going to pick your winner on May 1st. Contest ends April 24th. Send them anytime. Send as many as you want to any of our social media platforms, DMs. Um, I, I guess they're all direct messages, but send us a snap of it. We'll screenshot it. to our DMs. <laughs> yes. So, hey, this is going to be fun. You guys have been awesome. We're growing fast, and we're growing with really good people. Check out Walton Webcasting if you haven't. Check out our social media platforms. Got a lot of cool stuff, Corey. Yes, we do. And as they say in Swahili, thank you for listening to episode Kumi. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. I got to go.